Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Thanks for listening to AFR, and today is Monday, March the 6th, 2023. Fred Jackson in studio with me. Yes, sir, Tim, and you really didn't have to read that date on a piece of paper, did you? No, I didn't, Fred. And there's a reason for that. Yes, Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. <laughs> yes, Feliz cumpleaños. Fred, Fred speaking for the panel here. No, yeah, birthday. Birthday, Tim. Happy birthday to you. And thank you. Uh, March 6, 1963. All right. So uh, let me do quick math here. Yeah. Gee, I think that's six zero, isn't it? You can deduct from that, <laughs> and I'm well aware of it, that uh, as to use a golf, golfing terminology, uh, I'm on the back nine of life now. <laughs> okay. I'm about, what an optimistic Yes, and I'm on hole 12. <laughs> Okay, we, you got 18 holes in life, Lord willing, and and I'm on hole 12 right now. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's uh, you know didn't feel any different when I woke up this morning than I did when I was 59 yesterday. Yep. Except I was joking with the staff and, and Chris. Chris is you're, you're 40. Yes. Okay. 41. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just enjoy 41. the from 40 to 50. Enjoy that <laughs> as much as you can, Chris. Because after that, it is really. Uh, you got after fifty. Yeah. You have to start learning words like triglyceride <laughs> and huh? and statin and and, and uh, I don't know what what else, yeah. Fred. You got to learn uh, cholesterol. Well, and, and you start getting a bunch of Medicare mail, right? Whether a, you want it or not. Yes, and AARP they start hitting you up when you get to, so you got you got ten good <laughs> or what I would call. Youthful years left in you there. I Chris. do know I do know a few of those words. My dad was a heart patient. So I remember one time we, we didn't get a lot of like sweets and stuff uh growing up and whatnot. We just we had to you know, budget and food and all that right. stuff. And I remember one time my stepmother had bought some Oreos and I had like three Oreos. And I remember my dad telling twelve year old me, Do you know how many triglycerides are or something like that? And I was like, No. <laughs> Don't wanna know. Yeah. Don't wanna know either. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, 63, for those who were born in 63, of course, that's the year that will live forever as the year John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yes. In November mm-hmm. of 60. So so we're about, it's about to be the 60th anniversary of the, J, uh, anniversary right. of the JFK assassination. That's right. November. I'm sure there'll that's be right. a lot of attention. Yeah. That. Anyway, I'm a sta- our staff here yep. saying happy birthday this morning. and Yeah. It's really nice. Good uh, day. Yeah, I, they had, uh, you know, warm blueberry donuts from one of our favorite establishments here in town, which that's, that's right. That's gold. They're inspired that's, by the Holy Spirit. Is. Yes, they're. T- <laughs> they really are. Well, it's, that's, it's, that's, that's mouth magic right there. Yeah. The, those warm blueberry donuts. Yeah. Fresh, freshly out of the oven. That's right. Yeah, and you can worry about the triglycerides tomorrow. <laughs> that's what. You only turned sixty once. Yeah. So it's a statin pills for a man. It's that's supposed to work. <laughs> if it ain't working, I, don't, I got no hope. Um, anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much, everybody. All the well wishes for uh, for happy birthday. Absolutely. Uh, 
All right. We have uh, Dr. Matt Ayers from Wesley Biblical Seminary will be with us next hour when Steve Jordahl is on with us. A lot to talk about <laughs> happening in the news. Not all of it's good. No. All right, Chris, what's leading the news? I this am morning? the minister of doom and gloom on this here program. <laughs> on this Monday morning. We do. We begin You know, with... rainy days and Mondays always bring us down, don't yeah. they? Yes. Well, I'll, I'll try to bring in something good later in the okay, program. Okay, who sang that, yeah, Chris? Yeah, who sang that tune? Come on, Chris. For, for a half a day off. For what? What's the tune? No, you, hold on a sec, Fred. Don't say anything. Okay, Chris, look at me. <laughs> There's I a ha- half day off for, right Fred, here. Fred and I both have the authority given to us by God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to give you a half a day free vacation, sometime to be used between now and the end of the year. If we're we're trying to get into trivia here, if you can tell us who made this song popular in the seventies, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. Tick tock, tick tock, tick. Come on, just take a guess, man. Uh, oh, it's somebody. You're talking to. Okay, you're gonna have to work. Waylon Jennings. You're gonna, you're gonna have to work Saturdays. Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. He at least tried. He Not tried. even <laughs> close. No. <laughs> Not unless he did a duet with the Carpenters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I can't Sorry, blame, you can't blame a guy forty yeah. for not knowing you the boomers. Carpenters. Fred. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Waylon Jennings. I, I would pay to see Waylon Jennings singing Rain. <laughs> that sounds like something, you know. Yeah, that was a, the late, great Karen Carpenter okay. made that yeah. famous. Anyway, today is Monday, and it's not raining where we are. But Okay, Man. back to your back to your uh, depressing news. What do you got now? I'm depressed. I don't yeah, have a day okay. off now. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, we begin with anarchy in Atlanta as a uh, mob attacks a police training center. This is something that happened in Atlanta over the weekend uh, where authorities say 35 people were detained after a violent protest erupted at the site of a new police training center. Uh, protesters apparently dressed in all black and threw large rocks, bricks, Molotov cocktails, and fireworks at police officers Sunday at the construction site. Uh, the police chief, in a story we have on AFN.net, held a press conference at midnight last night saying several pieces of construction equipment were set on fire. But uh, Fred mentioned uh, just before the show here that some of these suspects are not even from these United States of America. Yeah, folks, you need to really pay attention to this. This isn't just a bunch of kids local in Atlanta who thought they would go out and thought it was cool to throw some rocks at a building. This was extremely well organized. All of these people were dressed in black. Uh, The authorities are now telling us there were suspects from France, Canada, and other places. This was very organized, internationally organized. This is part of the anti-police movement. As I say, this is likely Antifa getting together. This was, and the police chief, as you have noted, Chris, called it anarchy. Mm-hmm. This this is taking on authority. This is very organized. And I, I just, I can't help thinking, what are these young people? There's 35, I think, have been arrested. They're being called agitators. What's going to happen to them? Molotov cocktails, destruction of property. We know what has happened to the January 6th people. They're being thrown in prison for years for doing far less than this, maybe breaking a window. We're not justifying what happened January 6th. But I want to see what happens now to these people. This was organized. This was planned. This violence was planned. It, basically, it's a, it, it's a t- 
terrorist attack. It is. Okay. So uh, I'm reading about this at Fox News. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do we? They have the best story on this so far that you've seen? They have it's the updated the lead, story. It's the lead story. It, it's a pretty big deal, folks. Uh, uh, so situation you have, and this same, I don't know if it's this same facility, but the police were, were attacked by Antifa a few months ago. Remember that? In Atlanta. Right. Yes. Is this the same type thing? I think it's the same location, the police training center. Okay. So you have a police training center. Uh, Chris, do you know if it, is it under construction? It is. Okay. It's under construction for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And 35? 35 have been arrested. Have been arrested. So there, there was probably more mm-hmm. dressed in all black, and yes. they attacked the facility, and they used, uh, what did you call Molotov it? Molotov cocktails. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kills people. It, yes. It can't, yes. Th- those kill people. And the, you can see the uh, the attack. Um, so thir- they can you, the brazenness of attacking a police uh, training facility. Okay, this. Well, I'm wondering if this kind of thing is. Maybe I shouldn't even bring that up. Connected to all these train derailments and expl- and these these uh, factories being blown up. Uh, or at least exploding. You know what, Matt? Yeah. I don't have any evidence for to support it that. It comes at the but, same But I think, I think a lot of people are wondering, are we under attack mm-hmm. in America from who? From But in this case, these are anarchists in Atlanta. These are they, And, and they wore black garb uh, to disguise themselves, to cover themselves. It's like a little militia, yes, if, if you will, maybe a big militia. Now, this the, the, we saw what saw what Antifa did. Uh, Antifa they don't have conventions, so they're not really a. They are and they are organized, but they're not really a public. Right. They don't have they don't have conventions. They don't have radio office. stations that they own or anything like that. But no. But they're what they are. They're they're far left anarchists. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. They hate America. They hate the police. They hate Christians. They hate the military. Anything of uh, 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 authority. Mm-hmm. They're Marxists. They're Marxists. That's they're, what they are. They're, they're Marxists. So they're the ones behind this uh, attack in Atlanta. And with all this, all the crime that's going on in America's big cities, it just it makes a mockery of of Biden saying that the biggest threat to America is white supremacy. Yeah, just not true. He's he's it, not paying attention to what's going on. No. Well, uh, or he's ignoring it. I I'm gonna. Uh, He's not telling the truth because this is the truth. What happened in Atlanta last night? There it is for you. And this idea that somehow white supremacists are the biggest threat. It's not only Biden. It's the FBI director has said this in our military. The officials are going through soldiers emails Mm -hmm. to see if they're on the list for this ministry or not. You know, uh, who, who are you hanging out with? This this is the kind of thing. This is the narrative of the left. They're trying to tell you that the biggest threat is white supremacy. This, That's not true. It's not. If true. it were, if white supremacy were as big a problem as the Democrats and Biden make it out to be, our country would be burned up by now. Would be because white people uh, make up sixty two percent of the general population. Mm-hmm. So if white supremacy were just raging. Through the white population, 
it, it that you would see uh all kind of all kind of uh, violence against people of color you would see uh, uh all, all kind of problems because this the sheer number of white people that are in the u.s right mm-hmm. uh it's not true it's a boogeyman yes and and it's to, it really is to deflect from the real threats mm-hmm. to our country, which are uh, the Antifa types. And I would say probably most of these kids, a lot of them are are, white. are they kids? Are they white? Are they? Most they're, of them are white. Twenty five and under, aren't yeah. they? They're they're young males. A lot of them are white, coming from Canada, coming from France, but they're part of an organized ideology, right? Marxism. And they are there to cause problems, to disrupt democracy. That's what they're doing. Yeah, well, so they've arrested 35, and this this will involve, uh, they better, they, by they, I mean, our, our federal government better find out who's behind all this, mm-hmm. because this could be, this could start going on all across the country, this kind of thing. Sure. Yes. One place where um, one place that's already had an Antifa problem for a couple of years now has been Portland, which also has a horrible homeless uh, a horrible homeless problem. A lot of people there are doing drugs on the streets and stuff like that. Um, Portland has gotten so bad. I've got some audio here of a realtor by the name of Michael Miller uh, talking about the sad state of Portland, Oregon. Here, clip seven. It's our our city is out of control. It's um, it's unrecognizable. I've lived here my whole life. And um, uh, it's, it's just deteriorated over the last five years. It's, uh, it's a sad place, for sure. It's not uncommon to see homeless people running around the city with axes and machetes. Now, that guy, Michael Miller, is leaving Portland. I mean, his, his office has been uh, vandalized, damaged uh, by people. Oh, this is where left-wing politics leaves you, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. This is where left-wing politics leaves you. Left-wing politics encourages lawlessness in the end. Did you see, go along with what this gentleman was mm-hmm. saying right there? Okay, if you type in Walmart. Oh, yes. You know this already? Yes. Mm-hmm. Walmart Portland. Just type in Walmart Portland. The lead story on Yahoo News is Walmart set to close all stores in Portland Yep. amid record-breaking retail theft. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All stores. Now, I don't know how many they have. They have two within the city of Portland. They're shutting those two down. They're offering the employees to go to Walmarts in the suburbs. But there's two big stores in, in the city of Portland that are shutting down Walmart stores because of crime. Yeah, what, here's, what, here's what these uh, social justice warriors, left wing, I, I almost call them far left, not all Democrats are for this craziness, uh, but... Here's what they believe. They believe in letting people rob stores and not punishing them. Mm-hmm. That's what they believe. Right. Because that's social justice. Yes. Right. And and so you, you can't have retail businesses being robbed blind. They're going to either, they're shutting down. They can't, you can't operate like that. Nope. Fred? Well, we saw what happened with the Walgreens in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the authorities said, we're not going to arrest anybody if what they're stealing was under $1,000. And we had these ridiculous videos about a year ago of people going into a Walgreens, getting a shopping cart. I, I wonder if they had a little calculator. And they went around the shelves, stealing up to $1,000, 
and they just walked out the store with the shopping cart going home with less than $1,000 worth of stuff. Yeah, that in itself is insane, uh, the $1,000 limit, because what you're saying is you can rob us for as long as you keep it under $1,000. Of course, that also is, is uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying robbery or theft is comical, but it is comical to think that uh, uh, these thieves, uh, shoplifters, go into stores with their basket and go, you know what, uh, honey, get the calculator out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're I think we're six hundred dollars worth of stuff we're about to steal, and we can't go over a thousand, mm-hmm. huh? Do 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 you have a do you have a special place in the store where you go scan, make sure you don't go over a thousand before you walk out with with stolen property? Um, is anyway, this is going to start happening more. I'm afraid. Wal- so Walmart, uh, it, I'm trying to find out exactly how many stores, but in Portland, the, yeah, they say two, two, two big two, stores, two big within stores the city. in Port- Portland proper. But we also had the story just last week about Seattle school districts shutting down in Seattle because everybody's vamoosing. They're getting out of the city. Oh yeah, because it's so violent there. Yeah. And you're going to lose your tax base, too. Sure. Yes. This uh, The store thefts is part of the problem why when you go to stores now in particularly big cities, but it's starting to spill over even into the suburbs, uh, this is why when you go to like a Walgreens, for example, they've got the you know the mints uh, behind locked cases. I mean, you can't get the razors. What? Just, just general, everyday common goods that we all buy uh, are, are locked up nowadays down to like candy and yeah. razors and um, health and beauty aids, shampoo, yes. all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. No, I experienced that. I went to a, a a Walmart in Southern California last year. I was looking for shaving cream, and it was in a locked case. Yeah. Shaving cream? Shaving cream. Al Sharpton uh, recently uh, uh, complained on MSNBC, they're locking up my toothpaste. I mean, it's it's Gee. bad. It's every, day, it's every common item that we all know and buy. They also say that related to this is the fentanyl issue because fentanyl's speak spread everywhere far and wide and fast mm-hmm. it's a threat to our country in many ways fit the fentanyl mm-hmm. yes it's being brought over the mexican border mm-hmm. uh which biden doesn't even talk about but uh well rarely does he the only border about. he seems concerned about right now is the one between russia and ukraine right right anyway Walmart shutting down two big stores in Portland, Oregon, because they're being robbed blind. They yep. said we can't go on like this. It's a pretty big deal. It it sure is. And and like Seattle, Star Starbucks based in Seattle shut down most of its stores in downtown Seattle because of violence. Yeah. It talks about in Portland this uh, retail this uh, real estate guy that's moving mm-hmm. out talked about homeless people going around with hatchets in their hands. Yeah. Does that make yes? It- and he's a native. Portlander, yes, who loves his city, but he said, "I can't, they, I can't do this anymore." No, but you know what? They vote for it. Yeah, they yes. Portland votes for left wing polit, uh, politics, so they deserve what they get. Yeah, they just they deserve what they vote for. Well, they just reelected these left wing Democrats last November. Yeah, so I go can't. for it. Knock yourself out. It's um, hard huh? to understand. Hard to understand that thinking well, when you complain about violence, you complain about crime. But then you elect people who get elected on a police reform, i.e., let's cut back on the on the police. Yeah, you better watch out for the word police reform. Yes, the phrase police reform—that's code for defund the police. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
If anybody wants to know how police responded to the anarchists in Atlanta that we began the segment talking about, we say in our web in our story today on AFN.net, officers use non-lethal enforcement methods to disperse the crowd and detain those involved. I'm sure someone somewhere is going to claim they were roughed up because we just had the big settlement last week where people in New York, anarchists, uh, got a big settlement um, yes. from New York City police based on how they say they were treated by police after they showed up to protest things. Yeah. And do destruction. By the way, do you think Chicago, the people in Chicago, are worried enough about where this left-wing politics is going to go that that they may change direction? Oh, they proved it last week. They got rid of Lightfoot, or said they're still going to vote Democrat, but you're saying they're going to vote somebody who says they're law and order. Yes, the two that are in the runoff that the runoff election is next month. The one person who is favorite right now mm-hmm. is a person who has the endorsement of the police union there. He says he's going to hire more police and bring some kind of order to the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, America needs Chicago to be peaceful. But, you know, also the little towns and surrounding areas outside of Chicago, um, places like Zion, Illinois, or Gurney, and then you get into like northwest Indiana where uh, Valparaiso and Portage and all those towns are, all those towns make money on people going to and from Chicago. And if people stop going to Chicago, uh, those little towns are going to start losing money too. So America benefits by a better, more peaceful Chicago or New York or San Francisco or wherever it may be. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Next story, Chris. Well, I have a lot of things here. You have a lot of things, Chris? I have a lot of things that are political in nature. Uh, So let's begin... With this, and perhaps we can come back after the break with more. Um, CPAC was over the weekend. What is CPAC, Chris? CPAC is a is an annual gathering of uh, politically active conservatives. Uh, that it's called gather- the, it's called the Conservative Political Action Committee, and their annual convention. Yes, right? sir. Okay. They get together and they uh, a lot of you know it's a who's who of conservatives people you would see or hear on Fox News, Newsmax, what have you. Um, and amongst the uh, presidential candidates that appeared were uh, Nikki Haley. Let's begin here with her. Um, Nikki Haley had a lot to say. The crowd wasn't very large. Was but this Friday? It was on Friday, yeah. Nikki Haley said uh, that the liberal media hates her because she's running for president. Clip two. In case you didn't notice, the liberal media's heads are exploding about my run for president. And we all know why. The media can't stand the fact that I'm a conservative. Think about it. I'm a woman. I'm a minority, and I'm the daughter of immigrants. I am proof that liberals are wrong about everything they say about America. Now, in a humorous twist here, um, she said that, you know, Biden loves to spend, and we need to uh, make sure he's voted out of office. Um, And she said the only thing he needs to spend is more time in retirement. Clip three. Joe's only regret is that he hasn't spent more. He wants more handouts to illegal immigrants, more bailouts to rich college students, and more carve-outs to big labor and big business. He doesn't mind spending so much because he knows it's your money that he's spending. And the only thing Joe Biden needs to spend more of is more time in retirement. Now, I can mention some Trump here after the break, as well as some Ron DeSantis audio from another location. That was uh, former governor of South Carolina, Haley, Nikki Haley, who... uh, She's on. She's running yes. officially on the yes. Republican side now. She's a an underdog, mm-hmm. but I mean she, she's way down. 
she's probably third or fourth in uh, maybe third or fourth right now. If you were right now, now like every, a lot will change, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know she, it, she's a she's a long shot to win. What did I just say before I said long shot? She was an underdog. Okay, uh, that's two uh, bat, betting metaphors. Okay. She's a long shot. She's dark a, horse. A dark horse. There you go. So there you go. Three of them. Uh, but, she, yeah, she, it's going to be tough for her. But, uh, hey, she knows that. We'll be back momentarily with more. When you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. You can add bird-watching to the latest list of all things racist and symbolic of white supremacy. The Washington Post published an expansive report on the racist legacy of the Audubon Society and the birding community at large. They say some birds are named after former slave owners and white supremacists. Corinna Newsom is a black ornithologist, and her life's mission is to break down racial barriers and defeat racism in the birding community. The National Audubon Society is also facing the wrath of the cancel culture crowd, ruffling feathers because the founder owned slaves. John James Audubon has been dead for 170 years, so it's unclear why this has suddenly become an issue. Miss Newsom says she was troubled because she once had to wear a work shirt that bore Audubon's name. You know, it sounds to me like the Audubon Society is dealing with an infestation of dodo birds, loons, and bird brains. I'm Todd Stearns. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred and Chris. Uh, If you were paying attention earlier this hour, Chris learned uh, who sang the song Rainy Days and Mondays Always Get Me Down. Chris, again, the correct answer would have been what? Uh, The Carpenters. Carpenters, Chris. There you go. Circle gets the square. Chris just took a wild guess, said Waylon Jennings. And it was a wild guess, but it was a guess. It's better than strike out swinging than strike out looking. Yeah, I was about out of time. Yeah, at least you swung. Um, right there, but you missed out on a half day vacation, man, I but did. maybe there'll be another chance for you there. All right. Next story. <laughs> well, uh, we played a little bit of Nikki Haley there going into the break. Nikki Haley is one of the, uh, Republicans that's officially running for president of the United States of America. Three, three of them that have officially announced mm-hmm. Trump, uh, Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy. I've got some audio here of Trump, uh, over the weekend at CPAC telling supporters things like I'm your warrior and I'm your justice clip one. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Okay, that's that's from the CPAC convention. It is. Now, Trump won the uh, CPAC straw poll. That's something they do at the end of uh, every CPAC convention. Uh, He won with 62%, while Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's not even an official candidate, uh, came in with 20%, and the list goes on from there. Yeah, that was a – okay, that was a uh, Trump crowd – Yes. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that he won the straw poll CPAC. <clears throat> and Governor DeSantis did not speak at this uh, event. I think probably because he knew it was heavily heavily Trump folks there who were going to be in attendance. And uh, uh, But 62% in the straw poll mm-hmm. voted for Trump. 20% for DeSantis, and then I guess the others split it among themselves. Uh, of course, Governor DeSantis, again, has not announced. Mm-hmm. He's expected to. Certainly announce. appears he's Pro- leaning in that direction. A- a- probably after the Florida legislative session. Yeah. In about seven or eight weeks. Yeah. Right. He And he, Governor DeSantis, is traveling the country, mm-hmm. speaking at various places and events. Including he was in California yesterday, right? Yes, as some might call it the uh, People's Republic of California. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, he spoke at the Reagan Library there in the Santa Barbara area, and he had some things to say about Gavin Newsom, and uh, DeSantis wants to fight the woke stuff going on there in other states. Clip five. I know you guys got a lot of problems out here, but your governor's very concerned about what we're doing in Florida, so I figured I had to come by. I believe parents in the state of Florida should be able to send their kids to elementary school without having an agenda jammed down their throats. They should not be teaching a second grader that they can choose their gender. That is wrong. 
And that is not going to happen in the state of Florida. And I know you have a company down the road in Burbank that had different ideas about that. But I can tell you this, Disney may have gotten everything they wanted in Florida for the last 60 years, but there's a new sheriff in town now, and we are not backing down to that. Hmm. He's talking about they took away Disney's self-governing right. authority mm-hmm. surrounding the uh, the theme park in, in, in Orlando, Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's yeah. what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. What do you think yes. about that, Fred? Well, uh, you know, just I, I think just... as, as conservatives, we can celebrate the fact that we have Trump and we have DeSantis who are DeSantis hasn't declared yet. I understand that. But they're both very conservative. <laughs> Nobody can argue those credentials. I mean, Trump proved that uh, during his four years in office. And Ron DeSantis has proven that over and over again as governor of Florida. Uh, he doesn't just talk about making changes, for instance, in, you know, he blames universities for for turning young people woke. So he's going after universities. He is bringing in laws that protects parental rights in public schools in Florida, taking on Disney. So uh, we have two men who have strong credentials. And I'll say with Nikki Haley, too, when she was the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, I applauded her for the stand that she took against enemies of Israel right. in, in, in the United Nations. So we've. We've got some candidates and and would-be candidates who are high-quality people. Absolutely. Um, With Governor, uh, well, I say uh, Haley, Vicki Haley, was was she a two-term? I believe so in South Carolina, Governor. Governor of South Carolina. I'll look it up to make sure. And then she served. President Trump as UN ambassador correct to the United Nations for two years correct and she she had a string of hits there while she was at the UN oh yeah uh, we, we used to play her clips all the time she was uh, excellent at defending our country and defending uh, American principles yeah she wasn't in Israel she wasn't invited to any dinners at the uh, the Chinese uh, ambassador's residence right uh, she took on the uh, pro-Iranian contingent in the United it, it, Nations. Here's what I don't like, not about her. I don't like people uh, who now will turn on Nikki Haley and call her a rhino. Yeah. She may she may be a uh, conservative to moderate Republican, but. If you're going to call her a rhino, what were you saying when she was U.N. ambassador? Mm-hmm. President Trump didn't feel like she was a rhino. No. Because he picked her and tapped her for this position. That's right. To represent him mm-hmm. at the United Nations for two years. Mm-hmm. So evidently he had a lot of confidence in her. Mm-hmm. So because the reason I say this, some folks who supported President Trump are going to say, well, now they're going to turn on Nikki Haley for running for the Republican ticket, and they're going to say, well, she's a rhino. Well, I have to say, well, no, President Trump didn't think she was a rhino because he picked her yeah. for two years. So, uh, listen, the, the uh, political parties, especially in, on a national scale, 
are made up a lot of, of a lot of different factions and a lot of different I- uh, people who are concerned about various and sundry issues. Um, just because somebody doesn't line up with you a hundred percent on everything you believe doesn't make them a bad American or a bad Republican. Okay. Just be careful about throwing labels at people. Cause I've already seen this thrown at Nikki Haley. And again, I would have to look at all her, all her uh, statements and beliefs, and uh, but just in general, I have a favorable opinion of her. Yes. Uh, but I know people in South Carolina, some of them say, well, she's a rhino, mm-hmm. uh, a Republican in name only. Yeah. So I, anyway, I think that's thrown around too easily at mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and you need to be careful about that because yeah. uh, lying about folks is called slander. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and if you know, if Mike Pompeo gets in, what are you going to say about him? He was an app, he was a superb Secretary of State. Well, and he was he was uh, probably the one most loyal to President Trump for four years. Yes, Mike Pompeo. So you can't doubt his credentials mm-hmm. and his loyalty to uh, President. He Trump. served in two different positions because initially he was head of the CIA. Yes. Then he came over to Secretary of State when Rex Tillerson, who was accused of being a rhino, uh, stepped aside. Yeah. All right, next story, Chris. Well, let's keep it in California for a moment. Must uh, we? <laughs> yes, uh, I think so, sir. Uh, we'll keep. Yeah, it are we ca- California dreaming right here, Chris? Well, All right, Chris. For a half day, free the Beach day. Boys. No, no. Yeah. No. Uh, Chris, you didn't even wait. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a good guess, yeah. though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's but, the question? Uh, <laughs> does it even matter Probably. now? Probably not. <laughs> okay, that was your your. Uh, okay, the question was. California Dreamin', who sang that song and made it a hit in the late 60s, and you would have said Beach Boys, which is a, it's not that is a very good guess. I, yeah, but, I know I'm that's sorry. not correct. California right, right, Dreamin' Fred, was... Fred, do you know? Yes. I do. Is okay, it, go ahead, Fred. Mama's and the Papa. Tell, Mama's, tell him. Mama's Papa's. Yeah. The, Mama's, was that your second guess? I heard that on an oldie station when I was driving into work today. <laughs> the Mama's and the Papa's? I did. Yes, Mama Cass. Uh, yeah, they may or may not have been three. playing it on that thing called a record. I don't right. know. <laughs> Mama Cass. And, oh, there's th- three of the four of those are yes. already already passed away. Of that, Mamas and the Papas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead, Chris. You said back to California. Yes. Here we go. Uh, okay. There is a there's an area uh, in central to northern California near Sacramento. It's where, called, sa- where sane people live. Yes. Well, <laughs> maybe not after I tell you about this story. Three. Uh, <laughs> Stockton, California, which is in the Sacramento area, uh, is in the news because um, recently they decided to fire their fire chief. And he says he got um, shown the door because he attended a leadership conference at a church. Uh, This is former fire chief Ron Hiddle in the Stockton, California area. Uh, He has lawyered up with First Liberty Institute, and they are going to court later this month on March 27th to say that he was uh, wrongfully fired for attending a leadership conference. What's interesting here is that attorney Stephanie Taub at First Liberty told me that he was required to attend a leadership conference. And he went out and found one not far from where he lived uh, at a church, which is famous for having a leadership conference that even Presidents Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter have attended. Nonetheless, that was apparently not good enough for his now former employer. So they're going to court for all this. And I've got some audio here of attorney Stephanie Taub at First Liberty, clip six. City leadership also disparaged him as being part of a Christian coalition. 
And so this is clear evidence of religious intolerance and discrimination. So we are appealing Fire Chief Hiddle's case to the Ninth Circuit. Fire Chief Hiddle wanted to attend the best conference that he could find in the area. The Global Leadership Summit is a world-class conference hosted by Willow Creek Community Church, largely from a Christian perspective, but they've had speakers from a variety of backgrounds and belief systems. But none of that mattered, and they illegally fired their fire chief. I would say to the city of Stockton, get out your checkbook. They're going to lose this. They're going to lose this. Mm-hmm. Remember the example of the fire chief in Atlanta? Cochran. Cochran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose this. There, There's mm-hmm. no question about it. What a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Where was this again, Chris? In Stockton, California. Do we have a story on this? We do, yeah. Where? Uh, it's at AFN.net. Okay. And it's airing on the radio as well today. I'll follow up uh, as we get near the big uh, day, but March 27th is when they So you're telling me you're the fire chief. What's the town, Stockton, California? Stockton, California. He wanted uh, some lefties found out that he was attending a Christian men's conference? Yeah. That he, went, it? he had to go to a leadership conference. He that chose was required. The, the city required him? Mm-hmm. Oh. And he chose what? And he went to one at a church not far from Stockton. Well, well so what? Yeah. They, evidently, they didn't tell him. You must select among these conferences, so he just picked a leadership yeah, conference. which is apparently is that, world-renowned. So. Yeah. All right, next story. Well, um, let's keep it here uh, kind of in the Christian uh, belief, not welcome here uh, realm. I've got some a couple of bits of audio here. Uh, this was a story first reported earlier this month on uh, Christian Post, um, but an organization called the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs said it was banned from attending a conference that another organization was holding, and they think it was because the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs is opposed to abortion. Uh, And I've got a couple of bits of audio here. Let's begin with this one. It's Dr. Christina Francis standing outside the um, site in Maryland saying, hey, we just got banned from this after we've been here for years. Clip eight. We've exhibited at this conference for the last 15 years, and I was planning on being inside this hotel today at our exhibit booth, which we booked last year. However, just a few days ago, after already having traveled to this area, we were informed that our exhibit booth had been canceled. Now, what's upsetting about this or concerning is the fact that uh, another lady with the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs told me that this is a conference of basically medical professionals, professors, really, and if they're of this mindset that pro-lifers aren't welcome, what in the world are they teaching kids? Which obviously isn't anything about let's have room for debate here. Clip nine. This is a gathering of professors that teach medical students and residents. And these are students that are, you know, in their formation years of trying to really decide, you know, what is medicine for and what is part of my practice? And, you know, a big part of academic medicine is scholarly debate. And they shut down any debate. So what academics really stand for, the exchange of ideas, they didn't want to do and didn't welcome us at all. That, again, is a story you can get today on radio as well as our website, AFN.net. If there was any doubt in anybody's mind of the mainstream media and bodies like this professional body of doctors. Uh, There is an anti-Christian movement in this country. You know, if this was a a group of Islamic doctors, medical doctors, and they wanted a booth 
to display this is what we do as a group of Islamic doctors, they would have been welcome there. Atheists would have been welcome there. But just because these people are pro-life, that is their belief. That is their Christian belief. Uh, they are banned uh, from this. I, I wonder if there will be a lawsuit here. I mean, there are a number of organizations uh, that do this kind of stuff for free. Uh, I would be shocked if somebody doesn't reach out and say, hey, we think you have a case here. Yeah. Hey, what story you got there, Fred, right there? <clears throat> well, Joe Biden yesterday went to Selma, Alabama. And this had to do with uh, the commemoration of what's been known as Bloody Sunday. But while he was there, and I guess we shouldn't be shocked by this. Is this from the civil rights era? Yeah, the, it was the, the 60s. 58th yeah. anniversary okay. of, of this, of this okay. event. Six. So 65, 1965. Yeah. Here's what Joe Biden has. Selma is a reckoning the right to vote, to have your vote counted as the threshold of democracy and liberty. President Biden went on to say, quote, this fundamental right remains under assault. The conservative Supreme Court has gutted the Voting Rights Act over the years. Since the 2020 election, a wave of states and dozens and dozens of anti-voting laws fueled by the big lie and the election deniers now elected to office. What is Joe Biden talking about here? He is actually saying there are states out there that are trying to prevent people from voting. Now, what does what he addresses as threats to voting rights is there are states that say we want you to show ID. Mm -hmm. All right. That, that, in Joe Biden's mind, and I, I think he knows he's not telling the truth. This is trying to just gin up. the It's the race card over and over and over again by the Democratic yeah, Party. Yeah, it's, it's a broken record. Yep. Uh, you got, so this was yesterday in Selma, Alabama. Yes. And the, uh, which is where the famous uh, walk across the bridge took place yeah. Yeah. 58 years ago. So this was the annual commemoration of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which took place was, uh, did Dr. King lead that, or do you remember? Was that just? Uh, was, I, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Biden is there. Uh, Al Sharpton. Oh, yes. Is Al there. Sharpton's going to be there. Uh, Jesse Jackson looks like he's there in the in a wheelchair. Martin Luther King was there. Martin Luther King Jr. In 65. Okay. So it's, uh, anyway, so. But your your point is that Biden's there telling these folks uh, that the threat to vote uh, is is real. The threat the the uh, that that Republicans are trying to or have enacted laws so that black people can't vote. That's what he was trying to say. Yes, right. You know, is that what he said? It's the same thing. If you turn over the yeah, just turn over the page of that Fox. I don't page. want to miss. I don't misrepresent what he said. What do you this, quote this him is, again, Fred? This, this is, is a, a quote. This is president. Now we don't have the clip, do we? No, sir. Okay. Quote from Joe Biden: "This fundamental right remains under assault. Fundamental right to vote. He's talking about yes. The conservative Supreme Court has gutted the Voting Rights Act over the years." Since the 2020 election, a wave of states and dozens and dozens of anti-voting laws fueled by the big lie and the election deniers now elected to office. And what he's talking about, he's talking about Republicans. And again, 
You look, you look at states. Yeah. What what have they done? They they require voter ID. No. That's not true. What he's saying is not true. It's not. He's just trying to. Um, he's pandering. Mm-hmm. He's a pander bear. Yeah, <laughs> the bar from uh, Mike Dukakis, I think it was. <laughs> he's a pander bear. Biden is. Biden is. He keeps on with this. Uh, white supremacy is the greatest threat to our country. Uh, black people can't vote in Georgia. Yep. Um, Jim Crow. That's what he meant by that, Jim Crow. Well, and what, what should be pointed out here, too, is that in the 1960s, the people blocking black people from voting were Democrats. Democratic he didn't mention governors. that. No, Democratic <laughs> governors in Mississippi, Alabama, and other parts of the right, South were right. the ones that were blocking who were, who were black for, people from going they were to the for school. segregation. Yeah, yeah. So what he's doing there, he just got to keep keep people whipped up, you know, in a frightful frenzy. The, the participation in Georgia during the recent presidential, excuse me, uh, midterm elections where they voted for governor and they also voted for Senate, mm-hmm. record turnout. Yes. And there's not one, there's not one lawsuit that's been uh, issued where a group of uh, one or more African-Americans came forth and said, I could, I was denied the right to vote. But you know why? Because it doesn't happen. It's not true. Nope. If you're going to talk about voter ID laws, that's not that doesn't prevent that. that voter ID, in, in other words, you you provide proof you are who you said you are. Uh, I hate to tell Democrats, but Black Americans they can get their driver's license, and they do they do have them. They know how. Yes. And there's no there's no, no there's no African Americans or other minorities that I'm aware of who've complained that. Uh, there's some kind of a problem voting because of their skin color. Nikki Haley tells the story that she has in the last couple of days when she was governor of South Carolina, she brought in voter ID laws. And she called the bluff. Of course, all the liberals went ballistic. Why do they do that? I I think it's because they want fraud. Yes. Yes. Anyway, she said, I call their bluff. Because after bringing in the voter ID law, uh, Nikki Haley says, okay, anybody who doesn't have uh, ID, we will come and pick you up at your house. We will drive you down to the motor vehicle place, get your picture, and we will drive you home. And she says for that particular election, after she did that, of the tens of thousands of people, eligible voters, right. uh, 25 people asked for a drive to motor vehicle place to get an ID. 25, that's all. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, what Biden and Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton are doing, they're just, they, they got to keep the money rolling in. Yes. To their mm. to their uh, organizations and, and or their pocketbooks. So you've you got to have racism going every day, all day. Yeah. Uh, in order to, you know, what a sad life, though, mm-hmm. to get up every day looking for racism. Yep. And and, and try, you know what I'm saying? Folks, uh, if you want a good background on what we're talking about here, our own Bishop E.W. Jackson just got a book out right now. I'm reading it, Sweet Land of Liberty. Excellent book. It is an excellent book, and it goes through and it peels back what the the left is trying to do here with stoking racism all the time, playing that race card. Bishop Jackson 
just, and he does it on a daily basis, his program here at uh, mm-hmm. 12.05 each day here in American Family Radio, 12.05 Central. And I, I tell you what, if you want some good reading, some good historical background on all of this and what the left is trying to do with these cries of racism and voting, uh, you go go ahead and read that book. It's yeah, excellent. It is excellent. Yeah. We've got about a minute and a half left here. Chris, what, do you have anything that, uh, any good news, Chris? <laughs> Can you bring forth any good news? <laughs> Not on my list. Oh, well, that's, that's a very positive outlook. <laughs> you got that, I am the Chris. minister of doom and gloom. <laughs> uh, All right. I, I tell you what, here we go. All right, here I'll we go. Find you some, I'll find you some positive, okay. uh, positive news here. Okay. Uh, a, a book, a library in Massachusetts uh-huh. is now back in possession of a book that was overdue 56 years ago when nobody bothered to return. That's what I'm talking about, Chris. <laughs> if you want good news, you can find it. Okay. You you just well, and it is just, hard to you, find, but you just uh so so a library in where? In uh in Massachusetts, it's uh-huh. Montague Public Libraries. They okay. said in a Facebook post that the book The Mystery of the Green Ghost has been returned. The fourth entry in the Alfred Hitchcock mystery series was returned to the library with a note explaining the book had been due back in nineteen sixty seven. Uh, the patron no. felt bad all these years, and oh, really? librarians will accept <laughs> no. this book with deepest apologies. You, you know what? You don't leave a note. Hashtag just good drop news. The, just drop the book off and 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 move on. Uh, <laughs> don't tell me you felt bad for fifty. How long? Fifty six years. Fifty six years. That'd be some kind Every of. Day, pen- you didn't penalty. feel too bad. How Five cents a day penalty. Oh, what is that for? <laughs> the book is overdue. We'll not be charging the patron 56 years worth of fines. Right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did the person who kept it really say they've been feeling bad yeah, about quote, it? Yeah, quote, felt bad all these years. I just, hope. you know, I meant to get by there. I just, every time, I, every time I'd start down to the library, something would prevent me from going. <laughs> all right, we'll be back in five minutes. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.